0: Okay, I got one more story. Friend's friend was an entrepreneur and was going to open a new branch. So he decided to send flowers and he sent a wreath. He was appalled when he got there to the celebration and on the wreath it said, rest in peace. And so he calls up the florist to complain They said, I can't believe that you did that. And they said, well, look at it this way. On somebody's, some man's grave, there's a wreath that says, good luck in your new location. (laughs) It's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? It's... (laughs) It's important how you look at life and how you look at things, but you you can't really have the right lens unless you look at it through the will and the word of God, through the Christological lens, I call it. So I want to take you over to, first of all, uh, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5. I want to read this verse for you and then I want to take you on this this journey this morning. I believe it's going to be exciting. It's going to be transformational and uh, I'm just thankful that God has allowed me to to know his word. But you understand, you've got to put the word on before you read the word. Because Jesus is the word. And and you can't really understand it properly without the Holy Spirit. Because he's the one who guides us into all truth. I don't want to be caught up into something that is contrary to the truth and uh, i want to tell you that there's there's a lot of uh, of things out there that just don't line up with the way the word is and it's important for us to know that first john chapter 1 from the passion translation in verse 5 this is a life-giving message that word message comes it, it means promise life-giving promise or message it's the angelia. It's found actually only twice in the New Testament. But it's related semantically to you, Angelon, which is evangelize or preach the life-giving gospel. It's the Aramaic can be translated like this. This is the hope. We've heard from him and gives you hope because God is light and there's absolutely no darkness in him. It's important to know that. There's absolutely no darkness in God. You know, for for many years, I I could not distinguish. Uh, I, I thought that God was so much different than Jesus. I thought that Jesus came as the good cop. The bad cop dichotomy was that God was the bad cop and Jesus had to come to appease his wrath. And I found out that's really not true at all. Because the scripture says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Jesus didn't come just to redeem us from sin. He came to show us what the father's like. Remember Philip? Philip asked the, 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 the Jesus, he says, in, in the, the book, one of the gospels, he said, Show us the father, and it'll be sufficient. Show us the father. And Jesus said, have I been with you this long, Philip, that you haven't recognized that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is the exact express image of Father God brings me to a place of great freedom. And 17 times in the book of First John, he speaks of freedom from sin. I'm telling you, the message of religion has always been try harder. And I've been so frustrated because I could never measure up to that standard. I could never meet the requirements that I felt like. I always felt like God was somewhat disappointed with me because I didn't measure up. I found out what a lie from the devil. Now you understand that he said that Jesus, John is declaring that that he is perfect light. Foss. Foss, that's what it is. He's perfect light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. That means there's, there's no, not a shadow of turning, James says in James 1.17. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That means uh, he's, he's reiterating what John said, that in him, there's no darkness at all. Now, I want to take you to another place and show you something that I believe is going to be beneficial to us all in the book of john in verse in chapter 16 in verse 13 now we heard about the life-giving message right the promise the promise god gives us a promise he's not a man that he should lie he's a covenant keeping god And when we come to that knowledge that we're in covenant with him, he will not break his covenant. He is always mindful of his covenant. He says, Jesus says, but when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth. That's not doctrine. That's not doctrine because there's a lot of people who know doctrine, but they don't know the truth. And Jesus said in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Verse 36, whoever the son sets free is free indeed. Now watch this. He said, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. John said, if his seed is in us, you can't get away from it because that seed is cultivated and it's enhanced and increases by the Spirit of God who lives in us, born from above, born again, born by the blood, born by the by the power of the Spirit. Now, hang with me. I want you. To, I'm, I'm taking you somewhere. He will won't speak of his own, on his own, but only what he hears from the Father will he reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He will glorify me on the earth for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Two things you need to know. That the Holy Spirit comes to reveal. He comes to reveal. Jesus said when he's he's come, he's going to take what's mine and reveal it to you. And then there's another word. He's also going to render to us what Jesus is like. Just as Jesus came to show us what the Father's like, the Holy Spirit has come to show us what Jesus is like. And if our perspective of Jesus is skewed or if it's not right, our view of the Father is not going to be right. So the Holy Spirit comes. He didn't come just so we could speak in tongues. Let me tell you, tongues are important. I, I pray in the Spirit. When I pray in the, in the Spirit, my mind is disengaged. My mind can't interfere because the Spirit knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit living in me. And, and God knows what he's Romans 8.26, the Spirit Himself helps our infirmities, our weaknesses, because we don't know how to pray as we ought to, but He makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Hebrews 7.25, He's able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by Him, seeing He ever lives to make intercession for us. That means one who stands in the gap, because He's a covenant-keeping God. Jesus said, when He's come, He's going to take what's mine. And reveal it to you. Now let me tell you about the Holy Spirit. He is the third person of the Trinity is what the title he's been given. But he's not really. That would mean that he's he's inferior to the Father and the Son. Absolutely false. He is a person. He is God in us. Come on. He's the Spirit of Christ in us. Jesus said in John 14, he said, I'm going to send you another comforter. He's going to be with you and he's going to live in you. What's he living in me for? To, re- to reveal to me what Jesus is like. And then he's going to render into me the image of the son so that I become more like my elder brother, Jesus. Hang with me. I know. I know. Hang with me. This is, this is good stuff. Everything that belongs to the father belongs to me. Jesus said that. That's why I say the divine encourager will receive what's mine and reveal it to you. Receive what? Everything that the father has given to his son. And I believe more than not, it's not about things. I think it's about being conformed into the image of Jesus. And and, and we've got to have a right picture of Jesus. We can't, the law never could bring us freedom. The law never could. Moses gave the law to show us how sinful, God gave Moses the law so we could see how sinful we were. Now let me, let me this is going to help you. One of my favorite, what do you think Adam's perspective of God was when he ate of the fruit, the Bible said in Timothy, Paul said, Eve was deceived, but Adam was not. Eve ate it because she was deceived. She believed a lie that the devil said, God knows, the father knows when you eat that, you're going to be like him. They already were. So she saw that it was pleasant, good for food, and to make one, one wise. She ate it and gave to her husband. He knew better. He knew better. So guess what? The moment their eyes were opened, they started doing a religious thing. They sold fig leaves together, tried to fix themselves, and they hid. Now let me tell you why they hid. Is because Adam's perspective of God was not right. His perspective of the father was, was off because of sin. Let me tell you about sin. The, the t- if you look up the definition of sin, I've done quite an extensive study. At harmatia, it means to be without form. It means to be without the image. I know you with me. And th- that's why the world is living in Darkness is because the world has a broken identity. It's an identity issue. It's a believing issue. Believing we are the sons of God. Believing that he died to pay for our sins so that we can live as the righteousness of God in him. So Adam's hiding. God's walking in the garden. Adam, where are you? You think God didn't know where he was? He's God. He's all-knowing. He's not asking Adam a question to get information. He's asking Adam a question so that he can take a perspective of where he is. Lord, help me to see where I am. Reveal, Holy Spirit, within me any darkness that may be hidden in me that I'm not aware of, but you are. Lord, help me to be transparent and open so that I become that person who walks in the light as he is the light. And, and, and uh, let me tell you something else. Okay, Adam is hiding and and he said to, to God, he said, we were naked so we hid. And God asked the question, who told you? Now, let me, it matters who you listen to. Matters which voice you listen to. Paul says the letter brings death, but the spirit brings life. Hang with me. Don't don't leave me yet. It's going to be good. It's going to be amazing. So so he's hiding and, and God says, who told you? And Adam said, we sowed fig leaves together and we were afraid and we hid. His perspective of the father. Now he didn't, God didn't separate Adam from him. Adam separated himself from the father. So what does God do? He goes and gets animal skins. It's a picture of God's way of covering up. Temporary, putting a temporary fix on something that was eternally wrong until he could bring the what scripture says, Jesus Christ crucified before the foundation of the world. That means God already had the answer before there was ever a problem. That God loves you so deeply He's not he's he's not really disappointed in you. I came to tell somebody he is not disappointed. I don't care what your past looks like. I don't care what people say about you. I don't care what the enemy has made you believe that God is not disappointed with you. I think he's more fascinated with you than anything cuz you're created in his image. I told all those guys yesterday. I said, "When you go look in the mirror, you need to see more than yourself." You need to see you're created in His image. You need to see that you're just not here uh, to to, to live out your life in a boring, mundane way. That that God wants us to live excited. But there's a a reason that that we can live excited because we've been redeemed. We've been saved. And the most joy should come from uh, the fact that we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Now watch. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say the divine encourager will receive what's mine and reveal it to you. The Holy Spirit will take what's Jesus and reveal it to us. He will not only reveal it, he will render it. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing that he who started a good work in you will complete it till the day of Jesus. Philippians 2.13, for it is God who's working in you because he's willing. What is he doing? He's rendering the, the image of Jesus uh, within you so that you be conformed. Now, he, he doesn't overshadow our personality and our character. Uh, he enhances our character. But, but see, we're all individuals, over 8 billion people in the world, and nobody has the thumbprint you have. That means when I raise my hands toward heaven, God knows exactly which one I am. He's not confused and he's not trying to look at his ledger to see when I was born and and what all he's written about me because God is God and he loves us just where we are. And let me tell you something, when you believe that he has loved you that deeply, when you begin to see the Father Through the image of Jesus, everything changes. All the trappings and all the stuff. I'm telling you, God had to unravel some religion in my life. And I got to be careful because I don't bash, I want to bash. I don't want anybody to feel bashed if they're trapped by that same thing. That they don't feel good enough. Have you ever felt like you could never be good enough? Don't answer. Watch. He's going to receive what's mine. And he's going to reveal it to you. Whoa. Now, let's go again. Romans 5. Verse number five. This hope is not a disappointing fantasy. It doesn't put us to shame is what the King James says. Because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us or was given to us through the Holy Spirit. For when the time was right, the anointed one came and died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak, and powerless to save themselves. Amen. You see, I no longer I, I don't want to be defined, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. No, I want that's my past. If his blood is enough. Now I'm the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. I'm a son of the living God. And if you're a a woman and you believe her, you're a daughter of the living God. And we come into that place where all of a sudden uh, we we have a different DNA. Because he's working in us. And all of a sudden we find ourselves in a place of great peace. Now he says, he says, uh, so does, is with us, verse 3 of Galatians 4 we were juveniles. We were enslaved under the hostile spirits of the world. But when the time of fulfillment had come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law. God smuggled his son into the earth through a a girl named Mary uh, so that he could bring us hope and salvation and and redemption because he loved us, He didn't want to live without us. So he sent his, his son was willing to come and pay the full price. I know that you have value because God gave his very best. And Jesus, a himself to to the, the crucifixion on the cross and go through the suffering so you and I could live. The Bible said in Hebrews twelve two, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame, but is set down at the right hand of the Father to do what? He's able Hebrews seven twenty-five, He's able to save us to the uttermost that come to God by Him, seeing He ever lives to make intercession for you. Yet all of this was so that he would redeem and set free those held hostage to the law so that we would receive our freedom and full legal adoption as his children. And so that we would know that we are his true children, God released the spirit of sonship into our hearts, moving us to cry out intimately, my father, my true father. When you begin to see the heavenly father as your true father, It's because you have a right perspective about Jesus. That the Holy Spirit is showing you what Jesus is really like. That you're not condemned. I love Romans chapter 4 and and chapter 8. That talks about that you no longer are assigned to religious duty. It's frustrating. And you never have to feel like you're not good enough. We live in a world that measures. Paul said, I dare not compare myself with those that compare themselves with themselves for they're not wise. So I want to compare myself to what my father thinks about me. And if I know he's fascinated with me, if I know his love for me is unshakable, I have nothing to prove except what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Hang with me now. I want you to stay with me because he also says down a little further, he says, you no longer will feel like an orphan. There's an orphan spirit in the world. It's an orphan spirit. That's why so many people, you see, they're they're just desperate. Many people act out and they they get caught up in all kind of drama because they feel like an orphan and they're trying to manipulate the the system to benefit them and try to find a way to get to the place where they feel accepted i'm gonna tell you where that is and you can tell others so that we know that we are his true children god released the spirit of sonship into our hearts now let me tell you something we can walk with god he is pure light and there is no darkness at all in him the father jesus says in another place he said i'm the light of the world and then he says about us you were the light Solar power. Solar power gets its energy from the sun. The sun, you see, the sun didn't have to do anything to make solar energy work except be what it's created to be. You with me? I feel the spirit of God. When we just be what we were created to be, oh mean there's going to be some results. Because we realize we're the beloved of the Father. And he created us in his image. And he brought us into this earth to make a difference and to shine like lights, like a city set on a hill, cannot be hid, the Bible says. So that knowledge, think about this. Remember Enoch? Enoch was before the law. He was before the cross. He was before any of that, but the Bible said in Hebrews 11, he walked with God. How is that possible? Let me tell you about Adam. He's hiding from God. God still shows up for the walk and he knows he's messed up. Come on, God shows up at the same time. He shows up every day and he shows up for the walk and the only one that's hiding is Adam because he has this perspective about God now that's been skewed. And he's in fear because he don't have a right thinking about God. Let me ask you again, what's the difference in Adam, Peter, John 21, Peter, Jesus had told him in Luke 24, he said, go and tarry in Jerusalem till you be in due from power on high. Wait in the city till power from on high, the Holy Spirit comes and you shall receive power. Peter didn't wait let me tell you about Peter. Don't beat him up. Don't judge him because we've all been in that place. Peter had been so disappointed in himself. He had watched the man. He, he gave up everything to follow for three years. He's in the hands of sinners. He's in the hands of the religious crowd. And Peter is He's discouraged. And besides that, he's a little afraid. Come on. God, the Lord Jesus knew exactly where Peter was. He spoke to him before he ever denied him. And he said, Peter, I know you mean well before the rooster crows. You're going to deny me three times. But I prayed for you that when you're converted, strengthen your brothers. Notice, Jesus speaks to his future more than his failure. And... Peter denies Jesus. The rooster crows. He runs out and weeps bitterly because he remembers the words of Jesus. Jesus looked at him with the eyes of love. There's something Peter knew about. His perspective about God was different than Adam's. Because he says to the disciples, I'm going fishing. When Jesus said, do go wait. But God knows how to get our attention. Hang with me. They fished all night. Guess what? They caught nothing. Sun comes up and there's a man standing on the shore. And he says to them, Children, you got anything to eat? Or do you have any meat? No, we fished all night. Hadn't caught a thing. He said, throw your net on the starboard side. It's daylight. They don't fish in the daytime. But yeah, when Jesus tells you to fish in the daytime, fish in the daytime. They threw their net over the side and the Bible said they couldn't hardly pull. The net was so full, 153 fish. The Sea of Galilee uh, was one, uh, Jerome, one of the uh, church fathers said that that had to do with all nationalities. And and, and there was 153 different species in the Sea of Galilee which was teeming with life. But Jesus knew where the fish were. He knew how to get them in the net. And he knew he had a whole, there's a reason he says, G- peters he still don't know who he is. Come on, do you understand? We all get in that place where we have become so discouraged and so out of touch that it's hard for us to hear the voice of the Lord. But there's always somebody the Lord sends our way that's going to help us with that. He's called the divine encourager, the helper, the Holy Spirit. And John leans over the one that says, and the scripture, if you read it, says the disciple that Jesus loved, which John wrote about himself, leaned over and told Peter, It's the Lord. So Peter, he puts his tunic around him and dives in because he's athletic and he's the first one to. Ge- What's the difference in him and Adam? Why is Adam hiding and Peter is swimming? They both failed. Think about that. Why is Peter want to be the first one to the man he denied knowing? Adam's hiding. Peter swimming. Yeah. He, he had a different perspective about Jesus because he had looked in his eyes at the moment of failure and he didn't see any condemnation so he swims to Jesus and Jesus brings him to wholeness and uh, you understand the power of this uh, of this place on the shore when they there's bread and fish there's a coal of fire the last fire Peter was around he had denied he knew Jesus now now this is the the first mention of a new fire Boy, there's some preaching right here, brother. It was built by the Lord. That fire is not like the other fire. That fire was going to be the place of his wholeness. It's going to be the place where he comes absolutely whole because he sees Jesus. Jesus as he really is supposed to see him. And Jesus says, do you love me, Peter? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know, I passionately love you. Ask him the second time, Peter, do you love me? Uh, he feed my lambs. He's asking him the second time. He said, Lord, you know, I love you. Uh, Feed my sheep. The third time, do you love me, Peter? And Peter's now grieved. Uh, He's really uh, thinking is he not hearing me or, or something going on? And he's, he's somewhat grieved. But you see, the Lord has a, has, a, has a method to the process that he's taking him through because he's bringing him to complete wholeness. And he says, the last time, do you love me? And Peter says, Lord, you know everything. I want you to think about that. He knows everything, just like the woman at the well, but he still loves you. One of the things we struggle with is, and my son, being a psychologist, told me this. He said, I've always felt like I couldn't measure up. He's a doctor in psychology. He said, I always thought if they knew everything about me, they wouldn't want to be around me. I said, that's a lie from the devil. Because we all have our stuff. But the blood is enough. The blood of Jesus is enough. And we are accepted in the beloved. So when we mess up, we can run like Peter. We can swim like Peter. Cuz we know he's not going to kick us to the curb. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And guess what? The Holy Spirit is to show us here to show us what Jesus is like. And Jesus is just like the Father. When Jesus said to the woman in John chapter 8, "Neither do I condemn you," it was the Father saying neither do I condemn you. Because Jesus said, the words I speak, I've heard my father say it. I want you to stand with me. Do we have everybody here on the praise team? Is everybody still here? Do you know that song, Brother Duane? I, I think I've heard you sing it. That's what Jesus does. Um, let's see. How can I say it? Uh, or this is what Jesus did. I, I can't remember exactly. It's it's a. And there's another one I had on my mind, but uh, oh oh, Waymaker. Can everybody help Dwayne do Waymaker? I was in prayer this week. And the Holy Spirit said, I want everybody to know that I'm the way maker. Amen. I, was, I was coming to men's breakfast yesterday morning. I had been in prayer in the Spirit and... I heard a song that Brother Tim does. It's anointed when he sings Good Good Father. The goodness of God. He sings the goodness of God. But I was listening to that song and the words just came I'm the only I got tunnel listening. <laughs> You've heard tunnel vision, right? I had tunnel listening. I could only hear two phrases. You're a good good father. That's who you are. I'm loved by you. That's who I am. You're a good father. That's who you are. I'm loved by you. That's who I am. I want to invite you this morning. The Holy Spirit wants to show you what Jesus is like. And I pray, Lord, reveal any darkness in me. As they do this song, I want you to focus on him because he surely focused on you this morning. I don't even know what time it is. I didn't charge my watch, so I couldn't wear my watch, okay? And uh, I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit has come. When I think about the Holy Spirit, he is indwelling every believer and when I allow him to show me what Jesus is like there's so much peace there's a place of of confident rest that I come into even though everything is not working out my children it don't look like it I'm not focused on that I'm in a place of confident rest. I know he's a covenant-keeping God, and, and it's just a matter of time. I'm telling you, brother, God's going to open doors for you to touch so many lives. Let me tell you what the Holy Spirit does when he comes, and I see that in so many of you. I want you to think about this. The Holy Spirit, one word, honor. I am so grateful to be here on September 3rd, 2023. Because God picked the time for me to be on this planet. Told a man yesterday, I get one shot and I'm going to make the best of it. I want to be everything he called me to be. And I want him to show me what that looks like. If you're in this house and you feel like an orphan, if you feel like you're not good enough, if you feel like you just need a refreshing of His peace in your life, if you've never met, if you've never come to believe in Him, Jesus said, Lord, this is eternal life, Father, in John 17, that they believe in you and me. Not a formula. It's a faith. I want you to begin to sing that song and I want you to come. It's okay, we're family. And I promise I'll pray with you and I'll believe God for you in an epic way. I know this is Labor Day weekend, but remember, remember it's not about, it's about this moment, this, this moment in time when the Holy Spirit wants to do something phenomenal in our lives.
1: You are here moving
0: in our midst. I worship you. I want as many of you feel free to come and, and worship. There's you something about here, Thanksgiving, it's a military move. Working in if you can place, be thankful, even in your struggle, you. if you can be thankful, you are. You were wrenching out of the hands of the adversary what you he's trying to use against here, you and you're putting under the lordship of Jesus Christ. I, I promise. Wish, there's a shift coming. Worship I worship you. the I worship worship. you I want you to just begin to thankful. Just be, begin to be thankful here, right now. Thankful in the name of Jesus. This place. Thank you for my breath. Thank you for my clothes. Thank you for the food. Thank you for the shelter. Thank you, Lord, for the lights and the air conditioner. Thank you, Lord, for my family and my friends and all of those who are in this house right now. Just thank you. Just
1: my God, that is who you are. You are. We make miracle work. Promise keep. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. I worship you You are Amen. here the Lord said, Turning all around I worship you I worship you You are here Mending every heart I worship you you all. Even when I don't see it even when I don't feel it you're working. never stop. working never stop working. never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't feel it to work. Even when I don't feel it to work. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it to work. Even when I don't feel it to work. Never stop, you, never stop you never stop, you never stop looking You never stop, you never You are here, moving in our midst. We worship you, we worship you You are We make a miracle work Promise people light in the darkness My God
0: That's who you are. There's a verse. There's a verse. I feel like somebody needs to hear. And he wants you to embrace this truth, this reality. Paul said it in Romans 8 verse 28. And we know that all things work together for our good because we love the Lord and we've been called according to his purpose. He goes on down to say something else. He said, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who could separate us from the love of God? And he names all the things that try. And he says, if he before us, who could be against us? Verse 32, here it is. If he spared not his own son, <laughs> but offered him up for us all, how will he not with him freely give us all things? I don't believe he's trying to keep anything from us. I think he's trying to get it to us. So you get ready, church. You get ready. God is on your side, and he's going to move on your behalf. I want you to continue to worship. Just worship a little bit more. Just worship a little bit more.
1: even when I don't see it to work, even when i don't feel it to work again you never stop you never stop working you never stop and never stop working even when, work even when i don't feel it to work even when i don't feel it's to work never stop you never stop working you never stop You never stop working You are, that is who you are. You are, way maker, miracle work, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God,
0: He's worthy of all of our worship. He's a way maker. Do you know you made Him this far because He made the way for you? I I don't want to take it for granted that I made it this far because I did everything right. No, on the contrary boy, I made some missteps and I didn't do everything perfect, but you know what? I do believe he's working all things for my good. And he knows how to get us on track. I just love you dearly. So good to see each one of you here. And I want you to embrace the fact that the Holy Spirit's going to show you. He's going to reveal and render. He's going to reveal Jesus so you know what the Father's like, because He's the express image. And then he's gonna render everything that belongs to him in our lives so that we can walk with great victory with no fear, no fear. I love you. God bless you.